a very good evening it is my privilege to welcome honorable minister dr jitend singh ji who himself is a author of many books and uh, he is a very voracious reader and hamare prerna so govindacharya ji jinke prerna se hi ye sara karya hua hai and i welcome padmashri rs bish he is a renowned archaeologist and uh, he will peer review the my research so let me quickly what led me to this research there are many unsolved puzzles in indian chronology so the first uh, the puzzle number 1 this is actually if we uh, look into our puranas and the before the colonial era what kind of history was taught to the indians so there is a traditional chronology which has been related in uh, many yugas so almost 1839 yugas have been elapsed till date now the 1840th yuga is running then what is the span of the yugas how can we chronologically explain to the world so this is the puzzle number 1 how we will solve this because before mahabharata entire chronology has been uh, divided into yugas next now the puzzle number 2 the mahabharata onwards the chronology has been perfectly given in puranas so traditional chronology says that mahabharata war took place somewhere in the 32nd century bc then buddha has been dated by puranas around 1900 to 1800 bc but modern historians date somewhere 563 to 483 bc there is a 1380 years gap because mahabharata war has not been dated by the modern historians they since any date if it is not available the modern historians declared that as a mythical so tomorrow after 1000 years if we our birth date and and the, our important dates were not known then we may also be mythical after 1000 of years so this is just you don't know the chronology you can't just reject the history as a mythology so we have to yes there is a always scope for research to how we can establish the chronology because without chronology you can't uh, historical narrative you can't establish so this is the major problem how we are going to explain this 1380 year since buddha has been dated 1380 years ahead so now adi shankaracharya's traditional date is the 6th century bc but he has to be dated around 788 to 820 ce next this is the puzzle number 3 according to our tradition the 57 bc the vikramaditya was ruling he had navaratnas varahamihira kalidasa they refer to shakaira if shakaipok commenced in 78 ad how a people living in the first century bc referring to shakaira so tradition says there were two different epochs but our modern textbooks say that there is only one shaka that commenced around 78 ce therefore vikramaditya is a uh, was a mythical king so this is the somewhere if you we lost the chronology that's why many our historical legends became uh, mythology 
So epigraphic studies, I have proven that there were two different shakas. One shaka commenced somewhere 583 BC and the later shaka 78, Indian astronomers reset the uh, epoch to get accurate calendrical calculations to and as well as incorporate the Ayanamsha because the correction to equinoxes has to be incorporated in the calendar. So this is the 660 year error that 1380 years we have to adjust. This is the first correction. There is a 660 years error. Next. Another, the tradition says Chandragupta of Ujjain. He was the disciple of Bhadrabahu. Nowhere it is written in our tradition that he was the Chandragupta Maurya. But only later Jain tradition, Hemachandra onwards, the Bhadrabahu's disciple Chandragupta, who became Vishakhacharya, and somewhere he attained Nirvana in Shravana Belgola in Karnataka. So the mistaken identification of Bhadrabahu's disciple Chandragupta with Chandragupta Maurya led to a, a concept that Mahavira and Buddha were contemporaries. So the dating of Buddha has been brought forward by more than 720 years. This 720 and 660, this is the real error of 1380 years. Next. Then another puzzle, the Greek historians generally mention about the uh, Indian king Sandrobotus, who was the contemporary of Alexander. Indian traditional records have no record of Alexander's invasion. And according to Puranic dating, Chandragupta Maurya flourished around 1600 BC. But modern textbooks have mistakenly identified, actually it was the Sir William Jones in 1784, he founded the Asiatic Society. He identified the Sandrokotas as a Chandragupta Maurya. So this led to dating of Chandragupta Maurya and uh, Alexander around 323 BC. Next. Our archaeologist R.S. Bish, sir, he is sitting, he is a Padma Shri Awadi. I know he has uh, some reservations about this. There is a one submerged city has been found in the Gulf of Cambay. But yes, uh, the water is very polluted. The sonars could not take the proper pictures. But the Badri Narayan of the National uh, Institute of Oceanography, he collected some pottery and pottery has been dated based on the OSL method that led to, and as well as the oceanographic studies. The sea level was almost 120 meter below if we go back to around 12,000 to 14,000 years ago. So around 11,000 BC, the uh, city was above the uh, sea level. That was submerged around 9,000 BC. That's why one wood piece found in that uh, city, it, uh, around that carbon dated around 7500 BC. Next. Now, since entire world chronology has been reset, uh, even reconciled based on the first AD as a sheet anchor. Now, whether, how can we independently verify whether the birth year of Jesus Christ is first AD? because we have to explain star of Bethlehem. When Jesus was born, the astronomers of the Jerusalem, they have found that one brightest star, unusually brightest star was visible. That was actually Jupiter-Saturn or Jupiter-Venus conjunction. Two planets when come very close, then that appears like a one star and it is very bright. It is generally not seen in the sky. So that 
keep learn he said that it was around 7 bc but that was only in that year but not on the date of either 25th december or 6 january these are the only two dates available for the jesus birth so generally we uh, the historians never explained how star of bethlehem can be explained but we entire world historians followed first ad as a sheet anchor if it is a sheet anchor it has to be independently verifiable but i am not questioning the historicity of jesus he was a historic person but he has to be dated only after when we established the date of augustus next there is another this is the venus tablet found in the babylon till date the all world historians fail to date it it exactly uh, gives the dates of uh, the king ammisa dukha he was the fifth successor of hammurabi the hammurabi's successor he uh, his uh, reign duration was 21 years every year the venus helical uh, rising and setting dates have been given in this tablet but historians could not date it because they were searching the date in a wrong chronology therefore presently in the textbooks there are five different dates are available for the hammurabi i don't know how one person can have a five different date in three centuries so these are these puzzles how we are going to solve so i tried to solve these problems in my books so we made a one short documentary film around 15 minutes we just run the documentary film so that you can go uh, see that how these puzzles can be solved thank you The history of India written during the colonial era begins with the Indus Valley civilization. When the civilization declined, Aryans had invaded or migrated to India who wrote the Vedas. In fact, we do not have any chronological history before 500 BCE. That's what modern historians and archaeologists record. But the advanced research based on archaeological archaeoastronomical and literary evidence suggests otherwise india's history is continuous since the beginnings of holocene and we indians proudly call our history as itihasa the word itihasa splits as iti ha asa and means thus verily happened Vedic, post-Vedic, Itihasa and Purana texts record history just in a form that is different than what is now considered to be the norm. Today the definition of history is that which was introduced into India by the colonial historians who just doubted our antiquity without evidence. Much prior to that, the rishis recorded chronological and genealogical history so that future generations could benefit from its learnings. Let us scientifically explore our chronological antiquity. It may be difficult to say when humans settled down in the Indian Peninsula, but the catastrophic eruption of Toba volcano of Sumatra, Indonesia, had wiped out the humanity, flora, and fauna of India 75,000 years ago. Toba's erupted mass deposited an ash layer of about 15 centimeters thick over the whole of India. Archaeological site of Jawalapuram in Karnool district 
has evidence of human habitation before and after the event of Toba eruption. Possibly only a few people living in the hills of Kashmir and Hindu Kush range might have survived. Gradually, northwestern and north India became habitable. Thus, Satta Sindhu region and Saraswati river became the cradle of Vedic civilization. The archaeological findings of early agriculture on the banks of Lahoradeva Lake in eastern UP have been carbon dated from 13,000 BCE to 7,300 BCE. This sunken ancient city of Gulf of Cambay was indeed the city of Dwaravati which was built by Vishwakarma around 11,100 BCE and it was submerged by the sea around 9,400 to 9,300 BCE at the end of Meltwater Pulse 1B around 10,200 to 9,400 BCE. A piece of carbonized wooden sample of this Dwaravati city has been dated around 7,500 BCE. A submerged structure of the ancient Pumpuhar city in Tamil Nadu has been dated around 9,500 BCE. The archaeological site of Bhirana in Hisar has also been dated 7570 BCE. Mehargarh farming sites near Bolan Pass, Pakistan are dated 7000 BCE. The famous Raki Garhi site of Haryana is dated 6500 BCE. Based on the archaeoastronomical evidence, Brahma can be dated in 14,500 BCE because he introduced a five-year Yuga calendar when summer solstice used to occur in Dhanishta Nakshatra around 14,500 BCE. After 1,000 years, Vishwamitra observed the summer solstice at Shravana Nakshatra around 13,500 BCE as mentioned in the Mahabharata. This phenomena is called precession of equinoxes. The gradual shift in the orientation of Earth's axis of rotation in a cycle of approximately 26,000 years. Earth's precession is called the precession of the equinoxes because the equinoxes moved westward along the ecliptic relative to the fixed stars opposite to the yearly motion of the sun along the ecliptic. Thus, the equinox or solstice shifts one nakshatra 13.2 degrees westward in 960 years. Numerous references found in post-Vedic literature indicate the shifting of winter solstice from Mrigashira to Rohini. The Vedic legend of Prajapati Daksha and his 27 daughters clearly indicates the Mrigashiradi list of 28 nakshatras which also coincides with the beginning of Vaivasvatamanvantara around 11,200 BCE. The winter solstice was at Mrigashira nakshatra around 11,200 to 10,200 BCE and the same was at Rohini nakshatra around 10,200 to 9,200 BCE. The winter solstice was at Kritika nakshatra around 9,200 to 8,200 BCE and the list of nakshatras had been reset starting from Kritika nakshatra. Most of the Brahmanas and Aranyakas were finally compiled when the winter solstice was at Kritika nakshatra. The list of nakshatras was again reset starting from Ashwini nakshatra when the winter solstice had shifted to Ashwini nakshatra around 7200 BCE. 
Taittiriya Brahmana indicates that Devas and Asuras were in a major conflict when Abhijit Vega was a pole star around 12,000 to 11,300 BCE and it refers to the star Kashyapa that is Gamma Draconis of the Sisumara constellation which was at celestial pole starting from 11,000 BCE. It was still a pole star around 8,800 to 8,700 BCE. Tamil Sangam literature informs us that Rishi Agastya convened the first Sangam around 11,250 BCE. Star Canopus became visible around 11,000 to 10,000 BCE to the people living in Kanyakumari who named the star after Agastya. Kashmir Valley was a glacial lake known as Satishar during the Rigvedic period. This glacial lake was formed during the period of Meltwater Pulse 1A around 12,700 to 11,500 BCE. The closed Varahamula Baramula Pass was holding the melted waters of glaciers. Nilamata Purana relates that Kashmir Valley was a big lake and it became habitable in Vaivasvatamanvantara. Around 11,200 BCE, incessant rainy weather following a massive earthquake caused by an asteroid hit on Earth might have opened up Baramula Pass and the water of Satisar had flown out of Kashmir Valley which had caused the great flood in Madra, Sindh and Gujarat areas. This devastating flood occurred during the reign of Vaivashwatamanu. Vedic Saraswati River had originated at a Plaksha Prasravana near Badrinath and flowed up to Prithudaka or Pehova in Haryana. Thereafter, Vedic Saraswati took a southwestern course from the Kurukshetra region and flowed from Hisar, Sambhar Lake, Pushkar and Jodhpur to Great Ranavkach. Due to the massive earthquake in 11,200 BCE, Saraswati changed course and started flowing westwards from Kurukshetra, Sirsa to Kalibhanga and Anupgarh. Satlej, Yamuna and Drishadvati were the main tributaries of Saraswati. Satlej changed course around 14,500 to 13,000 BCE. IIT Kanpur has dated the Paleo Channel of Satlej River in 13,000 BCE based on the OSL method. Yamuna and Drishadvati continued to be the tributaries of Saraswati. Yamuna had two channels in the Vedic period. One Yamuna channel flowed westwards and merged with Saraswati, whereas another channel flowed eastwards and merged with Ganga River at Prayaga. Seemingly, why one paleo channel of Yamuna, a tributary of Saraswati, had changed the course around 11,200 BCE? It appears that the Avabrata ritual of Saraswati Shatra in Yamuna might have been introduced to commemorate the past confluence of Saraswati and Yamuna. According to oceanographic studies, sea level suddenly rose 28 meters in 500 years, about 10,000 to 9,500 years ago. This accelerated sea level of 10,000 to 9,500 BCE has been named Meltwater Pulse 1B. Most probably Dwaravati city in Gulf of Cambay was flooded by the sea around 9400 to 9300 BCE at the end of Meltwater Pulse 1B. Seemingly it took at least 1500 years to completely submerge the area of Dwaravati city.
Thus, the piece of wood found in the area of the sunken city in the Gulf of Kambat was submerged around 8000 to 7500 BCE. Mayasura wrote Surya Siddhanta at the end of the Krita Yuga when Sun, Moon and all five planets were in great conjunction in Aries on the date of Chaitra Shukla Pratipada. Computer simulations conclusively established the date of Surya Siddhanta on 22nd February 6778 BCE, Sunday, which would be the sheet anchor of our Yuga chronology. A Yuga had only five years in the Vedic era, but the duration of a Yuga and Chatur Yuga were increased from 5 to 1200 years and from 20 to 4800 years in 6777 BC. Later, the duration of a Chatur Yuga was again increased to 12,000 years, considering the differential duration of four Yugas. Ancient Indian astronomers further extended the duration of a Chatur Yuga from 12,000 years to 43,20,000 years, 12,000 times 360, to achieve accurate calendrical calculations. The updaters of Puranas had erroneously deemed the increased calendrical duration of Chaturyagas as a given fact and narrated the chronological history of ancient India. In fact, the duration of a Yuga was only five years before 6777 BCE and the epoch of the early Vedic Yuga calendar might have commenced around 15,962 BCE. In fact, the Jovian cycle of 12 years, the 60-year cycle, the Yuga of 1,200 years, the Saptarshi cycle of 2,700 years were introduced in 6,777 BCE. Thus, we can fix the period of Treta Yuga around 6,777 to 5,577 BCE and the period of Dwapara Yuga around 5,577 to 3177 BCE. It is traditionally recorded that Rama was born in the last century of Treta Yuga. Thus, Sri Rama was born on 3rd February 5674 BCE in Punarvasu Nakshatra when Saturn was on exaltation. In Ramayana, Lakshmana describes the position of a comet and a planet in Mula Nakshatra when the Vanara army was ready to march towards Lanka. This astronomical observation is verifiable. Venus was in Mula constellation around 22nd August to 3rd September 5635 BCE and the Halley's Comet had also entered Mula Nakshatra on 23rd August 5635 BCE. The apparent magnitude of 1P Halley was 2.14 on 23rd August 5635 BCE. It was visible to the naked eye after sunset between 23rd August and 23rd September 5635 BCE and it gradually faded away. According to the studies of post-glacial sea level rise, Sri Lanka had been connected with India through land route at least up to 6200 BCE. The last pulse, Meltwater Pulse 1C, took place around 6200 to 5600 BCE, which produced a rise of 6.5 meters in less than 140 years. Evidently, the area of Ramasetu was submerged by sea during MWP 1C. Nala might have raised the ground level maximum up to 2 meters to construct Ramasetu. 
The sea level of some places between Dhanushkodi and Talaymannar must be at least 14 meters below the current level. Thus, the Ramayana era can be dated around 5677 to 5577 BCE. The Aihole inscription conclusively establishes the date of Mahabharata war in the year 3162 BCE. In fact, the complex problems in Indian chronology arise from a misunderstanding of the epochs of ancient Indian eras. The Kurtakoti copper plate dated Saka 530 refers to a total solar eclipse that occurred on 9th May 53 BCE in Karnataka which conclusively establishes that the Saka era commenced in 583 BCE whereas the Sakanta era commenced in 78 CE. Historians mistakenly mixed up these two epochs which led to a chronological error of 660 years. Out of two contemporary copper plates found at Praneveshwara temple, Talagunda, one plate is dated in the Saka era, whereas another is dated in the Sakanta era. Apart from this era of 660 years, later Jain historians inadvertently identified Ujjain King Chandragupta, a disciple of Bhadrabahu, with the Maurya King Chandragupta, which made Mahavira a contemporary of Buddha. In reality, Buddha attained Nirvana 675 years before the year of Mahavira Nirvana. Puranas and the Burmese inscriptions clearly indicate that Buddha attained Nirvana in 1864 BCE. Recent excavations at Lumbini and the radiocarbon samples collected from the trench C5 at the center of the Buddhist shrine at Lumbini indicate an earliest date of 1681 BCE. Thus, there is a chronological error of 1380 years in dating of Buddha Nirvana due to mixing up of two different epochs of Saka and Sakanta eras and the mistaken identification of Chandragupta, the disciple of Bhadrabahu. The dating of Buddha Nirvana in 1864 BCE also validates the traditional date of Adi Shankaracharya in the 6th century BCE. This entire research work of Vedvir Arya has been presented in two books, The Chronology of India from Manu to Mahabharata and The Chronology of India from Mahabharata to Medieval Era. Since the change in date of Buddha Nirvana affects the entire world chronology. The sheet anchors of Western chronology have been discussed in the third book titled The Origin of the Christian Era, Fact or Fiction. In fact, the European Christian scholars blindly assumed the epoch of 1 AD as the birth of Jesus Christ without presenting any independently verifiable evidence. Therefore, this book argues that the epoch of the Christian Era does not deserve to be the sheet anchor of world chronology. There is genuine need to fix the Western chronology up to Augustus without referring to the epoch of the Christian era. The Venus tablet found in Babylon offers independently verifiable astronomical evidence, but unfortunately, the world historians miserably fail to fix the exact date of the Venus tablet. The present research work formally claims that the riddle of dating Venus tablet has been successfully solved. That remained unresolved since the last 150 years. Thus, the research work presented in three books provides a complete solution, not only for the chronological problems of India, but also that of world history. In reality, the internal archaeo-astronomical data of ancient Indian literature and marine archaeological site of Dwaravati in the Gulf of Cambay, 
conclusively indicates that India has a continuous chronological history since the last 16,500 years, starting from the time of Rishi Brahma and his son Swayambhuva Manu. Ancient Indian historical tradition painstakingly preserved the genealogical chronology, but the increased Yuga durations in the Indian calendar led to the loss of true chronology. This research scientifically re-establishes the chronology of India, considering the epoch of Maya Suras, Surya Siddhanta and Krita Yuganta in 6778 BCE as a sheet anchor. Amazingly, our motherland is not only the most ancient, continuous civilization that had its origin in 14,500 BCE, but also a cradle of human civilization. Let us reclaim our glorious past because a nation that gets delinked from history cannot create history.